Hey, what's going on? This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. Pete, how you doing? Doing fantastic. I'm sitting here in my underwear at home. Perfect. And uh, it's Pete and Pete repping for the BTBT crew today. We are back with another special World Cup Beer Share show. Today, we'll be talking about the 2018 FIFA World Cup, and we will be doing our own round of eight beer matchup, where beers from selected countries that participated in this year's World Cup will go head-to-head, and we will rate them on the following criteria. Aroma, appearance, flavor, mouthfeel, and overall impression. Each category is worth five points. We will average our scores, which will basically add up to a combined total of 50. The basically. winning, Basically. The winning beer will move on to the round of four, which will be conducted at the next show. We are using the official BJCP beer score sheet, but altering the point system just a tad bit. It should be good times, and now here's the beer bracket breakdown. On the one, ha- one half of the bracket, we got Carlsberg Pilsner from Denmark versus Carlo Vodka Pilsner from Croatia. We got Grimbergen Double Ambry from France versus Lefe, a Belgium Blondale. On the other side, we got a Baltica Brew Russian Imperial Stout versus Old Speckled Hen English Fine Ale. And Estrella Dam from Spain versus Sagre Cerveja of Portugal. Now, before we get into the first beers, a uh, little, little, little quick roundup of what's going on in the World Cup right now. You know, a total of 64 matches will be played in 12 venues located in 11 cities in Russia. The final will take place on the 15th of July at the Luzhniki Stadium in Moscow. Uh, the World Cup has shown us that the gaps between teams that used to exist are no longer there. If the 2018 World Cup was a screenplay, Pete, you probably wouldn't believe it. You would say, I don't, I don't believe this shit. No, it's been crazy. I mean, I don't even really watch a lot of soccer, but some of the games that I watched were just unbelievable. Some literally unbelievable shit that came about. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, I mean, the defending champions, Germany, my pick to win it this year, along with many others' pick around the world, went out in the group stage, which was a shocker. Argentina, despite boatloads of talent, were awful, and they exited in the round of 16 in a thrilling game versus France. They were lucky to even make it. They were. They were lucky to squeeze in there from the group stage. Poland, a top-ranked team, were eliminated in the group stage as well. They were pretty bad. Uh, How about Russia defeating Spain? Maybe Putin had a hand in that? I I think it's fixed. Come on, just like our election for president. It could be. Uh, How about Belgium going down two goals to Japan and then coming back to literally win it in the dying minutes of stoppage time in arguably the best game of the tournament so far? That was a hell of a game. Yeah, that was great. Very exciting stuff. Both Ronaldo and Messi missed penalty kicks. I mean, how how often do you see that? That's what I'm saying. After that first game, when he he blew that penalty kick, I was like, they have no shot at making it. And I think they kind of backed their way in, but... Um, you know, whatever they made it, they deserved it, I guess. But they also deserve to get knocked out the way they did. Uh, I I would agree with that. And there's been 19 stoppage time goals thus far in the tournament, which is a lot, a lot of exciting, uh, late in the game action. And for the first time in the history of the World Cup, three games in the round of 16 have gone to penalties. So talk about drama, excitement of the highest order. I mean, wow. And just you know, the current FIFA World Rankings which are a bit suspect. They're kind of bullshit. But the current FIFA world rankings, the top 10 includes Germany, Brazil, Belgium, Portugal, Argentina, Switzerland, France, Poland, Chile, who didn't even qualify, Wow. and Spain uh, in that order. Seven of those teams are gone already. Only Brazil, Belgium, and France remain. So a lot of surprises, a lot of excitement going on. Yeah, this could be up for grabs. I mean, you know, I still think one of the top teams will come out on top, but... It looks like, you know, somebody else could surprise us and make it pretty deep. 
I mean, it, it's, it's interesting because, and we'll get into that a little bit more with what's coming up, but certainly you look at one side of the bracket, you got to be thinking Brazil, and then the other side is wide open. Uh, and we'll certainly be getting into that a bit more, but I think, um, I think we got our own World Cup beer bracket going on here. So what are we starting with here, Pete? All right, so uh, I think since Croatia had such a fine showing in the group stage... I figured, why the hell not, right? Let's start with them. Yeah, Croatia uh, won every every game in the group. Uh, thought they were going to steamroll Denmark, um, and they didn't. It was a tough game. It went to penalties. Croatia didn't look so good. Uh, I was kind of surprised by the lack uh, of the quality performance. But uh, here we are. Let's see how they do in the beer world now. All right, so we have Carlo Vaca from Croatia. Carlo Vaca from Croatia. And again, we'll be judging these beers on aroma, appearance, flavor, mouthfeel, and overall impression. And it kind of smells like weed. It does. It does. Very, very hoppy. Yeah. Very hoppy. Very. That's a little. Let's get a little indica in there. A little hybrid, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's an extremely, uh, extremely hoppy beer, uh, at least on the aroma. What do you think? What do you give that out of five? Um, I would give this. I would give this a three point nine. Three point nine. All right, round of applause. Woo! Okay. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of the smell. Um, I think I'm gonna go a little higher than you. I'm thinking a little about four point one on this one. For for the style of beer, I'm very intrigued by that that aroma. I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting that either. Um, you know, for the appearance, it's got a nice color. It's, it's got a little bit of a deeper color. For I mean, it, it's in it's in the Pilsner spectrum, but it's a little bit deeper than your typical Pilsner. I think there's a nice amount of lacing. Um, you know, that was poured when you poured it. So so that that's a promising sign as well. I mean, I, I like this color. It like I said, it is a it it is. Um, you know, it is what what you would expect of a typical pilsner, slightly on on the the darker side, I believe. Um, I would say color. You know, I would give it uh, I would give it a four. Yeah, it's got a little uriny look to it. Uh, sorry to get nasty with that, but um, I'm gonna go a little lower than that. I'm gonna go with a a three point six. Okay. And I'm sorry, you said four point oh. Four point oh. Okay. All right. Let's give this bad boy a taste. It's a, little, it's a little dry at the end. Yeah. Um, it's not quite as um, crisp and refreshing as what I what I like out of my Pilsners. Yeah, I would I, expect it something more. Something with a little bit more bite. But um, I think that, you know, getting getting the, the hoppiness aroma, I think, has something to do with that. It could. It, it, it could. I think some of the hops definitely made this a little bit of a drier Pilsner, at least in my opinion. Um, again, you know, I, I do prefer a little bit more of a brighter uh, um, pilsner or something with a little bit more snap to it um, on the palate. Super it, carbonated. Yeah. Right right off the tongue immediately. Yeah, it's quite carbonated, yes. Um, not, uh, I mean, there, it's not a bad pilsner, but it's certainly not... The it's certainly not one of the my preferred pilsners that I've had. I've had many so, pilsners, so so I guess you you don't expect this one to go far in the round eight. That depends on who it's going up against. <laughs> um, 
I would give this on a flavor. I would give this a three point five. Okay, I'm actually going with the same thing as you. I'm feeling that as well. Not a bad beer, like you said, though. It's still you know good if someone handed this to me at a bar, and it wasn't a craft beer bar. I would definitely drink it. It it's not a bad pilsner. It's no. just again, I I feel like. Um, German and, and Czech style pilsners, uh, the ones that I've had have have this beat. Um, would I drink it again? Like you said, yeah, I would. But uh, if there were other pilsners available, this would not be my go-to. Right. I'm not upset by this though. I'm no, a fan. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. All right. And so the mouthfeel. I mean, you know, I, I think uh, the carbonating description that I gave before kind of has something to do with it. You know, like you know. Hmm. I had to go back for another sip. Yeah, it's definitely carbonated. You feel it on the tongue. Right you, away. You definitely feel it on the tip of the tongue. Um, drier yeah. than I would like. It's a bit drier than I would like. It's it, it's it's an unremarkable Pilsner. I mean, it, it's not bad. I would drink it again, but mm-hmm. I don't think this is, um, you know, I don't think this think that Croatia is looking so good right now. No, no, not at all. So I'm going to go with a, a 3.2 on this guy. For mouthfeel? Yeah. I'll give it a 3.3. All right. And overall, what do you give this sucker? You know, overall, again, it's it's you know drier than what I'd like from a Pilsner, uh, which to me, uh, especially in hot weather, automatically makes it not sessionable. Right. This isn't like, you know, when I think a hot day, I want to grab a nice, crisp, cool, refreshing Pilsner. Mm-hmm. This would not be my go-to. Overall, I would say I would give it about a 3.5. So, you know, it had a, a good start, I think, um, with the with the nice aroma. Smell, yeah. You know, kind of got my hopes up thinking I was going to be drinking something a lot better. Uh, no offense, Croatia, but not your best work. I'm going with a 3.3 overall at the moment. So... As I tally this up, you want to uh, crunch those numbers? I can talk a little bit we can, uh, about Uruguay France, which is uh, the next game up in the World Cup, or at least okay. that's, that's one of the games up in the World Cup for the the round of eight. Um, so, and Pete, I'm going to be asking what you think the final score is going to be and who your pick is. But so Uruguay has won two World Cups, including the first ever World Cup in 1930 as hosts. They beat Argentina four to two in the final. They won their second title in 1950, upsetting host Brazil two to one. Uh, in that final match, they came into the 2018 World Cup ranked 14th, and they've played they've played pretty well in the tournament thus far. Uh, they're the only team to have beaten Russia at this point, and that was in the group stage. The striking duo of of Edison Cavani from PSG and Suarez of Barcelona is it's a deadly dynamic duo. I love that they play those two guys up front. Those guys have a synergy. They have a connection. Uh, they work well together. It's a tactically strong team from top to bottom. Uh, unfortunately, Cavani was hurt in the Portugal game. He missed the recent practice. Um, so if Uruguay is going to pull the victory off, I truly believe they need him and Suarez at 100%, and his status right now is in doubt. Now, on the French side, the French team won its first and only World Cup in 1998. The tournament was played uh, on their home soil, and they Destroyed Brazil 3-0 in the final there. Uh, great, great French team with some, with some tremendous players uh, at, at that point in time. Uh, France currently um, ranked 7th uh, in the world. They were one of the favorites coming in. 
And they, I think they found a good stride at this point. They have a lot of fantastic players. They got Pogba from Man U, the superstar 19-year-old Mbappe from PSG, who equaled Pelé's record of scoring two goals in a game as a teenager. It's just crazy. Wow. 19-year-old just, just doing it up like that. Uh, of course, you got Griezmann from Atletico Madrid. You got Giroud from Chelsea. Ingolo Kante also from Chelsea and one of the greatest defensive midfielders in the world, in my opinion. Uh, honestly, as a neutral, I hope Cavani plays. I hope he's healthy for Uruguay. I'd like to see both teams at full strength. But my pick is I'm going with France 3-1, and I expect Mbappe to score a few more goals. P, what do you think about... Uh what do you think about the Uruguay France? So um, I haven't seen a lot of France so far this World Cup. I have seen Uruguay. Uh, I liked what I seen from Uruguay. Uh, Suarez looks like a possessed man at the moment. He's looking like yeah. he's trying to carry this team on his back. Uh, but obviously, you know, he's a little banged up. Um, so I mean, if he's not able to play, obviously that's going to change. Cavani's banged up. Oh, I thought you, I thought you mentioned Suarez as well before. But no, because I saw he kind of he did something to his leg also the last game I had watched. So that's why I figured he was still a little. Yeah, Cavani hurt himself against Portugal. Um, I think I'm not sure if it was the calf injury or not. But yeah, he's he had to be helped off the field actually by Ronaldo. They substituted him out. He missed his latest. That's right. Practice. He he kind of helped him walk off the field. Yeah, and he's a top top player. Uh, and interestingly enough. He plays for PSG, and so does Neymar. And I'm sure as, as a Mexican fan, you probably don't like Neymar right now. No, not and, after that bullshit from yesterday. And neither does Cavani. He does not like Neymar either. They've had a lot of run-ins at really? PSG. Yeah, they, play, they both play for PSG, but they don't like each other. And I think there's an interesting dynamic right now. I wonder if that's in Neymar's head because everyone's saying, okay, there's Messi, there's Ronaldo. Now Neymar is the man. But it's time to perform, and, and Neymar has picked it up. He's been better since the first game. He's he's played very well. He's obviously a great player, but now Mbappe's there. Mbappe's younger. I mean, Neymar's a young young guy. Don't get me wrong, but Mbappe's a teenager, and he's looking really good. So you know, are we switching from Neymar is the present to Mbappe is the future, or you know, is Mbappe the future? And I wonder if that weighs on him psychologically. Um, you know, as we go forward, interesting things. Well, to if, think about. if he does get replaced, he has a great career in acting coming up soon. Yeah, after that you know, I, I have yesterday. I have problems with that. I don't like when players do that. And I mean, this guy, like, all right, yes, the Mexican guy stepped on him with the studs. Shouldn't he? The player shouldn't have done that. That was uncalled for. But I mean, he starts rolling around like he's trying to go for. I mean, it looked, it looked like he just took a freaking shotgun shell to the leg. Yeah, it was like, like a Broadway listen, production. Like, yeah. you know, we, we talked about this the other day. I mean, you know, I get it. You know, it's a very it's high contact sport and there's going to be a lot of injuries, right? And you, you take some hits and you go down, it hurts like a motherfucker. But come on, you're telling me in other sports, stuff like that doesn't happen. And what would you do if LeBron James got fouled for a layup and then started rolling around on the ground for five minutes, holding his arm and then pops back up like nothing happened? Well, you know, it's funny that the coach of Mexico actually brought that up and he was pissed. He blamed the refs uh, because they let it happen. I think I, I disagree with that. I know you don't want to hear this, Pete. I just think Brazil was better. They beat Mexico. I don't think it had anything to do with Neymar's acting. I don't like Neymar's acting. I think it's BS. I it think wasted it's a lot of sport. time. Wasted a lot of time. And, and you know, I mean, the, yes, they were only down one nothing at the time. And they were they were attacking pretty steadily throughout the game you know not gonna say that they would have broken one through but you never know they, they were they were getting close you know brazil was was covering up at, at the end and you know blocking every shot coming through so they didn't really have any sh many shots on goal probably one i believe out of nine or ten something like that um 
you know, but still, you know, they, that, that killed a lot of time off the clock that could have given an opportunity to possibly tie it, you know, make it a little bit more dramatic. And then obviously Brazil comes and scores the last goal with a couple minutes left. Um, so, you know, I mean, either way, you know, I'm, I'm glad Mexico made it uh, to the round of 16. You know, unfortunately, they played Brazil, which was rough. Uh, but, you know, I, all in all, like, it, it was a solid game for me to watch, you know, considering Mexico really, I don't, I don't know. To me, they look good this year. You know, they knocked off Germany game one, which I know you loved. Yeah. Uh, but sure. you also said Germany really wasn't themselves from the beginning. Germany was uh, the worst Germany I've seen in a long time. Um, I, and and I, ho- I heard that uh, their coach, their manager is staying on. But I, I don't know what was wrong with them. I mean, Mexico really tore them apart, mostly on the counter. But I'll say this with Mexico. What, what they're going to beat themselves up about is not losing to Brazil. It's losing to Sweden. Because had they beat Sweden, they would have been on the other side of the bracket. And then who knows? Because, quote-unquote, there's a weaker side. Yeah. Which, I don't know, at this World Cup, I don't agree if there's a weaker side or not. But certainly, they wouldn't have played Brazil. Right. Um, so, you never and, know. But Sweden kicked the crap mm-hmm. out of them. They did, and we'll get into a little bit more about, about Sweden, but I think we're ready now for... Mm. Um, Sorry, I never gave you my score of the Uruguay-France game. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who, so, who do you think's going to win, and what um, do you think the so score? I, I, was, I was talking about them earlier. You know, I, I just really like the way they look, and I, I think you know they, that Suarez is a little possessed at the moment, and I think he's going to do whatever he can uh, to move on, and I, I think Uruguay is going to win 2-1. to one. Really? Mm-hmm. You think you're okay? Interesting. So I have a two to one for France. You have you have three to one. I, France. I have three to one France, mm-hmm. and you have two to one Uruguay. Very interesting. We'll we'll talk about that uh, at the next show and see how that breaks out. What do I know? I picked Germany. Yeah, this is true. And then I also picked Spain uh, to go to the final. Uh, so. Wow. So uh, breaking news: uh, he doesn't know shit about soccer. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So moving on. Let's move on to the competition. Croatia's competition is. Carlsberg from Denmark. Yep, and this is our our own BTBT World Cup beer bracket, and we uh, we rated Croatia. We'll give you all the results at the end of the day. Now we are going against Croatia's competition, as Pete said, which is Denmark, Carlsberg. So um, let's let's uh, take a look at this. Let's start with the with the aroma. Hmm. Hmm. Not much on the aroma. Got to be yeah, honest. it's lacking. I, I feel like I'm smelling a glass of water. I mean, no, it's a little too dramatic. It's got you got a little bit of you know, more of a alcohol aroma in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It, honestly, the smell isn't promising. It smells no. like a watered down beer. To to be honest with you, I'm not. I am full disclaimer. I am a bit congested at the moment, um, which which sucks, but. Hmm. Um, it's not, um, there's not much smell going on there. No, I, really I, I nothing think, at all. honestly, as far as smell, if we're comparing categories, Jeez. Croatia demolished it. By far, I mean. I, I mean, you, you get that faint, classic, typical Pilsner smell, but it's so faint. I mean, you barely get much, right? I mean, I don't, I never want to give anybody a zero in any category, but I mean, we're talking, you know, to me, I'm going... I'm going with a two on this. That's it's very, very underwhelming. I'll go two five. I'll go two five on this. Let's uh, let's look at. I mean, the appearance uh, very similar. It's a very similar appearance. It's it's again in the Pilsner spectrum. It's slightly lighter. Um, you know, there's less lacing. 
um, which which on this beer, so there's less lacing around the um, uh, the edges here. The the color is more in line. You know, it's like a straw golden style color here that we're looking at. I mean, I almost wonder if this beer we're drinking right now might be a little on the older side hmm. uh, because of the lack of the smell and all that stuff Could be. Um, that's going on. So that's that that to me is, is a certain possibility. It's again, I mean, it's typical Pilsner, the color. Um, you know, it's nothing too crazy. Uh, like I said, a, like, you know, like a golden, a light lighter color, um, lighter hue uh, to it. Maybe, maybe gold is too... Is too pronounced. Maybe, maybe, what would what kind of color would you say this is? Yellowish kind of. Yeah, yellow, yellowish yeah. Straw. That's what I was gonna say. A little bit more of a lighter yellow. Uh, not not like a Brazil yellow. No. But uh, I mean, you know, it's very similar. I I like this color a little bit better than I like Croatia's. Yeah, I I do too. I do too. Or Carlo Vaca. Carlo Vaca. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with three seven. On the color, because I like said I like slightly better, so I gave the other one a three six. You're getting a three seven, buddy. How about you? Um, I think I gave the other one a four, um, which might have been a little high. I, I do like this color a little better, so uh, I'll give this a four one. Four one. All right. All right. Give some uh, some clout in this because that that first score really uh, really set them back. Yeah, it did. So let's hope that let's let's give this a try. Let's see how this tastes. Not bad. It's, it's not bad at all. Um, it's it's nicely chilled. It's light. It's easy drinking. Uh, again, I go back to the hot day analogy. Yeah. I would rather drink this than the uh, the Croatian beer, to be honest, on a hot day. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially the way it's been in uh, in Queens lately, pushing uh, high nineties and a hundred. This would be something I would actually like to sit on my stoop, wearing my wife beater, and and drinking this. Absolutely. Um, very sessionable. Uh, drink it cold. Definitely. Um, it's got a nice uh, um, snap to it, but uh, I don't think that there, there's a whole lot going on in the favor spectrum. No. Um, you know, it's it's very sessionable. I think that the um, Croatian beer had more going on from a flavor perspective, mm -hmm. but was less sessionable. Right. So I guess, uh, what would I give this? Going higher or lower? <sighs> It's a different kind of beer. Yeah. You know what? I, I might just... I, I think it's a 3-4 for me. 3-4. Three, 3-4 four. Three, four for you. Okay. Um, similar. You know, not loving it. Not much going on in there. Not, you know, not a lot of party in my mouth. Right. I'm going 3-3 three, three on that. Right. I'm telling you right now, Denmark's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And and again, disclaimer for for our, for our fans listening. Listen, we we are big proponents of craft beer. We're all about craft beer, but uh, we wanted to do a World Cup show, so we got the beer from different countries that we could get within the timing. So you know, some of these beers that we're going to be trying today, uh, you know, might might not necessarily be craft beer, but it's all in the spirit of good fun. And um, Denmark and, is sucking it up right now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really poor showing. Mouthfeel, I really don't have a lot going on in there. You know, like I said, the other was very carbonated. This, you know, like, you know what? Like you said, you know, this it could be that it's an old beer. I mean, even though these could hang a lot longer than... They could hang a lot longer, but it might... It, I just 
get the feeling that maybe it's a little bit of an older beer. I feel, you know, it should be a little bit crisper. You know what I mean? Right. Like even if the flavor is not fully there. So are we are we going to move on to mouthfeel? Yeah. So, um, hmm. We get a little pucker at the end. A L- little bit of a of a of a, of a pucker. Mm. Yeah. Um. You know, again, there's not a whole lot going on here as far as flavor. It's it's not as carbonated as the previous. I like that it's nice and cold. So like the initial perception on my tongue that I get is that oh that this is pleasant. Like, but mm. again, everything that about this beer speaks to like drinking it in high volume. Yeah. It's probably a lower ABV beer. It's probably a beer meant to be to be session. It's probably a beer you can drink often. Uh, in in a sitting, and it's a beer that that that's good for a hot day. But again, uh, if I compare it to its counterparts that I've had from Germany, from the Czech Republic, um, it it doesn't necessarily hold up. It's not bad. I would drink it again, mm-hmm. but it is not um, nothing nothing too spectacular here. No, you're not going to write home about this. Uh, you know, same thing. If someone handed this to me at a party, I'm not going to pour it down the sink like I would with some beers. I mean, it's. I'd rather drink this than a Bud or a Coors Light or um, definitely, you know, or a Natty Ice. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. No, 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 no. I'd rather I mean, drink I, my own urine than drink Natty Ice. There you go. Um, I, you know, I, I would drink this over a Tecate. Oh, um, no character. No character there. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of better options than this. Definitely. So you know, mouthfeel. What do you say? Yeah, uh, th- th- you know, I- again, you know, even though I thought the Carlovaca was a little bit more carbonated, I, I-, I think that this uh, that showed a little bit more character to me. Definitely, definitely more um, character. More character. I- I'll I'll give this you know mouthfeel a three one. All right, mouthfeel's a three one, and I'm I'm feeling the same. I'm going with a with a three flat, and then for overall, really not not really impressed. Um, no, Denmark, step your game up. I'm going with uh, going two point eight overall. Uh, I'll give it a two nine, just just because it's a pilsner and and it it for me I guess from a psychological standpoint maybe it tasted more. You you used to drinking. Uh, yeah, it tasted more what I what I think of when I think of a pilsner, but it wasn't a very good example of a pilsner. Right. So are we ready to move on to the next? Uh, so do you want to, we want to go grade them now? I have, I have numbers here. We can grade them now. We want to go all the way to the end and then we grade them all the way to the end. And then we grade them. I think we should bust out the next beers. Um, and I mean, what do you think? You good with that? Yeah. And I could talk really quick about Brazil, Belgium, and then get your feedback on what you think as far as the next game in the actual world cup is going to go down. F Neymar. That's what I fucking think. (laughs) All right. So. Brazil. Brazil is the most successful national team in the FIFA World Cup history. They've been crowned winner five separate times in 58, 62, 70, 94, and 2002. Brazil uh, also has the best overall record in the Cup with 70 victories and 104 matches played and only 17 losses. But I have to... Oh, damn, I went high pitch there. But I have to have to bring up one of their most historic losses. Probably the most historic loss in World Cup history was was their seven one annihilation at the hands of Germany, which will never be forgotten uh, for as long as any Brazil fan lives. We'll never forget. We will never forget. Uh, you know, but you know, for the twenty eighteen World Cup, 
Bit of a slow start for Brazil. You know, they, they opened up the first game with a draw in the group stage, but they are starting to find their groove. They're starting to find their stride, and I think that means dangerous things for their competition. I think that Brazil is uh, finally living up to the uh, status of one of the true favorites of this competition, and I think whoever plays them really needs to watch out. I think Brazil could go all the way. Um, really? I really, really do, and they're playing Belgium, uh, and Belgium was one of my dark horse picks. I really like Belgium, to be honest. Uh, you know, Belgium's best finish ever was only a fourth place uh, placing in 1986, but this is the so-called golden age of Belgium football. They have so many stars. They got Eden Hazard of Chelsea. He's world class. Hazard. Hazard. Uh, they have the former Chelsea uh, uh, man. Uh, and current Man City star Kevin De Bruyne. They have the former Chelsea and former Everton striker, now Man U lead man Romelu Lukaku. He's got four goals in the tournament so far, uh, and he had that beautiful dummy versus Japan. Uh, that was a hell of a game, as we, as we already kind of mentioned. They also have Courtois, Pete. Courtois, uh, another you know another Chelsea man, easily top five goalkeeper in the world, maybe even higher. Uh, and I could go on and on. There's a lot of talent on that roster. There's a lot of power on that team. I'm pulling for them. I want them to, breed, to beat Brazil. Brit, Brit, Brit. I, I really do. I like the way they play. I felt that was a gut check against Japan. I Honestly, I was, I, was, I was texting my dad that game. I'm like, listen, if Belgium lose this game, they need to fire their manager. They need, wow. to, they need to fire him because they should not be doing that to Japan. But props to Japan. They came out to play. You know, Russia really defended. Japan was like, we're going to do us. And, um, you know, it, it, it gave them th- those two goals early, but it also hurt them in the end. And you know what? Like all good teams do, they found a way to win. They won in stoppage time versus Japan. I really, really like Belgium, but unfortunately, I think they will lose to Brazil. I think it's going to be 2-1. to one. I think Brazil is going to beat them and move on uh, to, in my opinion, to face France. Now, Pete, what do you think about Brazil versus Belgium. <laughs> um, all right. So, honestly, um, going into the round of 16, uh, Belgium was one of my teams that I was picking to go all the way, uh, other one being England. Uh, I just feel like they have a lot of firepower. Uh, they're just, you know, from what I've seen, a good all-around team. Um, so, I'm going to go out there just a little bit, and I'm going Belgium. Uh, one one, and three two on penalty kicks. Really, I hope you're right. That's a big bold prediction. We'll see next show how that well, how that breaks we're, out. We're keeping track of all of this, and at the end, whoever wins, they get nothing. So moving on. No, no. I think we. I think whoever has the most picks should uh, should have to. Whoever loses, I have. All right, I got it. You got Done. it. Ready? Yeah. yeah. Loser pays for all the beers that we're drinking no, right no, 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 now. No, 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 no. <laughs> How about this? Loser buys the next four pack. Really? Yeah. What kind of four pack are we talking about? Something uh, like, talking like about a good yeah. four pack. Uh, yeah. All right. So none of this Euro trash shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so speaking, speaking of, of Belgium, Belgium, there you go. So Pete, what, what are we? What are we drinking right now? Uh, Lef, Lefe, 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 it's a, 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 a blonde Abbey Ale. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're stepping it up. We're, we're staying on the same side of the bracket. Um, you know, we got a nice little mix going on. So, 
Uh, this may be unfair for the next round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. But, uh, you know, we didn't stage this at all. No. So, um, so anyway, yeah. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and this, give, her a, give her a smell. This is a Belgian blonde ale. I mean, you know, the Belgian oh. ales, they have, they have there's spices going on here. I feel like I, I, I'm smelling something roasty. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely roasty There's, there's something cooking in here. Something nice, something beautiful. There's there's spices, maybe a little bit of cardamom. Mm. It's very nice. It's, it smells like an inviting like aroma. If, if, I mean, if I like church, I would like to go to church and smell this when I walked in. Yeah, I mean, there's almost a slight hint of like clove. I get a little incense. I don't know what type. A little bit of clove, maybe, maybe yeah. s- sort of like a pinch of pepperiness, you know? Not overwhelming, but just subtly, you know? It's, it smells very... I mean, I'm going to give this, mm. uh, on the aroma, I'm going to give this a 4-4. Four, 4-4. Four. Four, four. Good start, Belgium. Has Ed. Yeah. Courtois! <laughs> so shout out to Chelsea. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really liking this um a lot. Definitely uh, destroying everybody else at the moment. I'm going with a 4.5. Nice. For the aroma, now for the appearance. Definitely mm-hmm. a little bit darker. It's it's a little not much. It's a little dark but not much. It's not I mean as far when you think of Belgian beers and and again if we're going to compare this to other Belgian beers, I mean I know we're supposed to do the standalone, but the color isn't all that crazy and there's nice lacing again on the pour. Uh, again, it's kind of like a. This is a little bit more golden, I would yeah. say. A little bit of golden color going on there. Nothing too crazy about the pour, but again, it's a blonde ale. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it pours the way it should. I think she it don't looks look like the no way blonde. it should. She don't look no, no, she, she's a little brunette, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll give this. Um, I'll give this a four. Yeah, I'll give. I'll give it a four for appearance. I'm. Uh, I'm close. I'm going three nine. On the appearance, but honestly, can we just taste this already? Oh yeah. I was like torture waiting to get that in my mouth. Hey yo. She said. Um the flavor um wow. Wow, yeah. I mean there's Belgium a lot going on there. It's, it's it's Belgium. I mean, there's floral notes, there's spices, I mean there's there's some I mean it's when you think Belgium, I mean there's a lot going on in their brews. Um, it's very tasty. It's very inviting. Um, it's definitely, you know, you could tell when you're drinking a Belgian beer right away just mm-hmm. how they brew it, their approach to brewing, their methodology. It's all represented here in this in this cup. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Belgian beer, um, and I do enjoy uh, a, a Leffe. I, I don't think Leffe is, is the best Belgian beer that I've had, but I do think it's a very good beer. I, went, I wanted to go with... Um you know, I mean, there were so many options. You know, uh, there was Duval, there was uh, um, Chimay, Delirium Tremens. There was a lot of different things I could have went with. All great options. Yeah, but you know, I figured I wanted to kind of stay somewhere in the middle, something that wasn't going to be too dominant in the field, but still put up a good fight. And and this guy is doing doing pretty damn well at the moment. Um, so you know, same deal. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on in this glass it's great taste you know like you said you got a little floral you got the, the spices really come out at the end give me a little bite in the tongue yes yeah, last second on the way down to you it, it really kind of resonates uh-huh 
Yes. Speaking of resonating. Um, so what do you think? Overall? Flavor? On that flavor, yeah. Uh, I, I know would, it's going to be... Go ahead. I would give this a 4-3 on flavor. 4-3. And he was going to be in the fours. Uh, so, so far, Belgium is dominating on his side. Uh, I'm feeling the same. I just needed another sip before I gave you my score. I'm really loving this. I'm going 4-5. It's a very good beer. Yeah, this is great. I'm not mad at 4-5. Okay. Um, mouthfeel? Mouthfeel. Um... There's a lot going on the second it hits your tongue. Yeah, it's got some carbonation. Um, like you said, the palate sensations. I mean, there's a lot going on. It kind of tantalizes the palate, like mm-hmm. from the tip of the tongue, you know. And what you notice on this beer, from compared to the other beers, the other, some of the other beers hit you at the tip of the tongue and it kind of stops. This kind of kind of goes all the way, you know, from the tip of the tongue to the back of the tongue to, to down when you're when it's you're like, swallowing it. Like when when you're eating a good seasoned dish. It's there's different flavors that are hitting you at certain times and it finishes a certain way. And this is very potent in the, in the front. You, you get all the different flavors on the tongue and then it kind of just relaxes you away at the end. It smooths out and, you know, it's a sexy beer. A good Belgian beer is all about that experience. And this is a wonderful experience. I almost think like that we would have benefited if this was a couple of degrees warmer. Mm the flavor would have popped even more. Yeah. It's not that it's it's freezing or anything like that, but a couple of degrees warmer would have popped even more. But the mouthfeel, it's very satisfying. Hey, that, there's that, five more of these, so I could just, hey, you know. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a satisfying beer. It is. Very good. Um, you know, like, we, like you know, going back to the summer theme, you know, not, not going to be the, the crisp, refreshing drink you have at the beach, but I, I wouldn't mind. I would be okay with drinking something like this. Outside on a nice warm day. On a nice warm day, I would drink probably. I would. I would definitely drink. I mean, someone had this. I would drink it in any scenario, any situation. I wouldn't session these. I wouldn't. No, drink no, a lot not of at these. all. No. I would definitely have one and savor it. Um, we wouldn't last too long sessioning because this is a, a six point six. Right. Pretty sure the first two we had were all uh, right. mid mid fours. And I got to be honest, because of the way the Belgians brew and the style that they brew and how they do it with the spices and everything, it it it, it they feel a little heavier. Yeah. It feels like th- this is almost on par with like an IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, Towards you know, the back end, I, that's what I'm getting. Getting that that kick in the back of the throat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But very enjoyable. So mouthfeel. Mouthfeel, um, I think it's another. I think it's a four three for me. And uh, I'm gonna actually go with the same. Uh, to me, you know, the the flavor overall was beautiful. The mouthfeel is nice as well. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we we've drank a lot of beers in our time, and I, I think there's been some things that have touched my lips that have been more impressive overall. At the end of the day. Sure. Uh, but still a solid beer overall. And speaking of overall, uh, what do you think as an overall score for this bad boy? I think uh, overall it's 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 a four three again. Four three for overall. Me. I think this is a beer I will drink. Like I said, in any season, any condition, any situation, I'll drink this beer. It's not a beer you'd session, but great beers don't necessarily have to be beer you'd no, beer you session. I, I really enjoy this, uh, and that's my score. Okay. Um, overall. I'm going 4-2, so very close uh, to you. I mean, listen, from the beginning, I think everybody can tell or even knew if you've had this beer before, this is going to score well. 
Um, Absolutely. It, and it, it definitely held up. Um, I, obviously, uh, best we've had so far. Yes. Um, you know, down. and I honestly, after that, I mean, going with my prediction earlier that I told you where I feel Belgium is going to go far in the tournament, I feel this beer is going to go very far in this tournament. Yes. And I'll caveat that by, by saying that we're going to have to rate the beers once different styles go against different styles. We have to give keep that in consideration. We'll yeah. talk more about that when we get to the next episode. But, um, you know, we have to, you know, certain styles do certain things, you know. So let's let's move on to the um, let's move on to the next one. Let's move on to France. Toronto spicy crab legs. Grimbergen, um, the double uh, ambry. Um, I'm probably butchering that. It's another completely six point five percent. What can we say about this? Not much. The description's in French, but I I am excited to try this. And um, let's let's give this a whirl, Pete. Let's crack this one open. Oh yeah, we got this. So uh, we kind of are trying to keep similar styles together uh, to make it somewhat fair. So this um, this is not too similar, but 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 based on everything that we got, it wouldn't be fair to match either right. of these beers to like a pilsner or something because these beers were kind of most in line. Um, uh, based on what we got, just flavor wise, you know, we we knew that the others wouldn't stand the chance going up against something like this. So maybe not style wise, was it the same? But I think uh, just with the flavors that we're about to get, uh, they have a better shot against each other yes. than they would against anybody else at Agreed. the moment. So let's give this a whiff. Cheers. Hmm. Mm. I feel like I got some dark chocolate in the back. Yeah, I feel like a little bit like the, like the dark chocolate that has like like um, uh, fruits in it, almost maybe like one of those dark chocolates with like raisin in it or mm. something, you know? Right, with a little sweetness in the back. A little bit of sweetness, a little bit of lighter lighter side dark chocolate to this one. I like the aroma. Yeah, uh, I do. Um, I I would say. Aroma perspective, I'd give it probably a four-one. Okay. Uh, so another one that's starting off. You know what's weird? I get, I get like a hint of brie, of like brie cheese. Really? Like, I don't know what it is, but I get like a slight hint of that. I'm it, getting the sweetness that you were talking about. Um, I'm getting that. The little now I'm now maybe because you're saying it, you're kind of skewing my mind, but. I, I guess maybe it's also bringing it out to me a little bit more. Also, you know, me being a smoker uh, kind of hurts my taste buds. And I think just, you know, all your senses all around uh, because, you know, obviously smoking is bad. You know, quit now. Uh, 1-800-HOTLINE. No, I'm joking. Um, so, you know, so obviously, like, I, I don't I can't differentiate it as well as you can in the beginning. It takes me a little while. But, I mean, it, there, it there's definitely a lot going on here. Uh, similar to uh belgium on my left um i'm i'm about the same as you i'm going four overall um you know i definitely graded croatia higher more because I'm, I'm more of a hops kind of guy so sure croatia popped to me right off the bat and i'm just a big fan of that uh this being more i think something that it would be your style something that you've been drinking for a while or something similar yep right um so you know obviously we we're, we're all different you like something i like something different 
Uh, but overall, it smells like a very good beer, and it's off to a good start. Absolutely. So what do you think of the look? Very, very dark. Yeah, I think it's like a like a light honey brown hue mm-hmm. to it. I mean, light's not not necessarily light, but it, it's not a dark brown. It's a, it's on the lighter spectrum of brown. It certainly is brown. It's kind of like a honey brown in my mind. Again, mm-hmm. good lacing on the pour. Uh, it's an intriguing color for me. When I see the darker colors, I'm always more intrigued by them. I'm always more excited by them. Um, I, I like the color. You know, I, I mean, I would give the color, you know, um, uh, a four one. You know, in in the light, I get a little uh, a little reddish. You know, like a reddish caramelish. Caramel sort of, was something yeah. I was thinking of before. Caramel being a little too light, but if you want to mix, yeah. If you, let's say caramel and and a red brick had a baby, we'd be holding it in our hands right now. Yes, and so what would you uh, what would you give it? I like the color a lot. Uh, really, I'm going uh, four three on the color myself. I th- I think uh, I think that's a good score. I would give it a four three as well. All right. So mm-hmm. so far we're neck and neck. Let's uh, uh, go for flavor. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Subtle in the beginning and then kind of explodes in your mouth towards the end. There's a nice. Su- <laughs> there's a nice. <laughs> there's a nice subtle sweetness to mm. this beer. Uh, it's very enjoyable. There's there's some light roasty notes here. I think that's going back to the uh, initial aroma when I mentioned the chocolate and you mentioned the uh, chocolate with the little fruit at the end. And, yeah, and I'm getting that now. Almost like a raisin, raspberry, chocolate style. I'm getting raspberry yeah. mas- raspberry with the chocolate a little bit. The raspberry, raspberry being more pronounced than anything. Mm-hmm. And, and a little bit of a... A little bit of a tiny bit of syrupy sweetness on the way down, too. Mm-hmm. Very enjoyable, though. Yeah. It's Again, nice. It, it's, it's, it's one of those like beers you'll have one in a session and be like, that was a really good beer. Um, France putting up a fight. France is putting up a fight. I, I will go with, um, on the taste here... Hmm. Don't don't look at your other scores. I'm not looking at my other scores. <laughs> I will do a fourth a four three on the taste. Okay. Um I, I think this could go down to penalty kicks. Yeah, which means we each have to down another beer. <laughs> <laughs> um shit, man. I mean, I'm up there too. I mean, for not not to copy you, but I mean I I'm thinking the same. Four three. Now Mouthfeel, uh, to me, I think this takes the cake. Personally, I mean, uh, Belgium's left had a had a lot going on in there. This maybe because it's, I think, new to both of us. I don't think any either one of us have ever had this, and it's surprisingly good. I, I wasn't expecting this to be this tasty. Very tasty. Um, I felt like it was a little bit, um, I mean, the mouthfeel is great. I felt it was a little bit stronger. You know, on the mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, Which I like. I enjoy that. And uh, but I, I, I did, I did think, I do think it's enjoyable. I, I don't think it was quite as pleasant on the mouth as the Lefe, but I mean the difference is neg- negligible. You know. Um, it's just surprising me, the way it starts and the way it finishes. It's kind of smooth in the beginning and then, pow, right in the kisser. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, what are you giving it? I'm going with a four or five on this. I'm really a big fan of that. 
What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go 4-3. All right. And now, overall, what do you feel? I don't feel. I don't think you can go wrong with this beer. This is nice. This I, is very nice. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a four four to me. Four four. I'm gonna. You're going four three. I like it personally, just a little bit better than the Leffe. Overall, so yeah. Okay. Slightly solid though. Fair enough. Um. So uh, I think we should break for a commercial, and yep. uh, we'll be right back. Pause for that station identification. In your mouth, that is. Yeah. And we are back at it, Pete. How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Can't complain. Uh, I had to take a little smoke break. <laughs> not that kind of. That was definitely not a smoke. break. No, that was but. not a smoke break. Uh, but we're back, and we're more excited. So it's good to go halfway through the bracket, Pete. How are you feeling about this? Uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm liking the uh, the last group, uh, Belgium and and, uh, and France put up a great battle. Uh, Croatia did its thing. Uh, Denmark not so much. Uh, it's a, it's a shame, but I'm looking forward to uh, to the rest of this battle. We got four beers left. Uh, this who makes it to the final four. Excellent. And before we get into the next set of beers, a little bit about the game going down this Saturday, which is Russia. The host nation versus Croatia. So Russia, a year ago, there was little hope of Russia winning a game, let alone playing in the final eight. Uh, it's a feel-good story for the home country. Russia has shocked the world with their defeat over Spain and penalties. Certainly not something I saw coming at all. Uh, their best finish of all time was fourth place in 1966. Coming into the tournament, they were ranked something like 70th. Wow. Yeah. Um, Holy crap. But uh, the team has been galvanized. Perhaps a pet talk from Putin threatening a prolonged stint in Siberia. Who knows? That could be it. Uh, that that could really be be it. But they've given a, a really strong account of themselves. And I mean, a, or he could have threatened the referees to uh, make sure this, this worked out in their favor somehow. <laughs> or all of the above. Um, you know, they, they got a couple of, uh, they got two different guys who've scored three different goals uh, in this tournament. Um, and they've actually impressed. Um, they've impressed a lot. So Artem Dezuba and Denis uh, Cheryshev, both of Russia, both with three goals. Uh, Russia is really impressing right now. They beat Spain in a shocker, like I mentioned. It went into penalties. They played super defensive. Um, but you got to wonder when is there? When is this? When is this magical run going to run out? You know how how far can it go? And they play Croatia next. So right. Cro- Croatia came into the tournament ranked 20th, which I think was was not a not a good ranking. I think they're higher than that. They blazed through the group stage with near flawless victories including the decimation of Argentina. I had them as a dark horse favorite at the start, but they were really poor versus Denmark. I was surprised about how how uh, uh, bad they were in that game. They were taken into penalties and then eventually they'd win. Peter Schmeichel the 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 goalie of uh of Denmark, Schmeichel had you know phenomenal. He saved one penalty in regular time. He saved two, but it wasn't enough uh, in, in the penalties. But you know, um, Croatia has some f- fantastic players: Rakitic, Rakitic from Barcelona, uh, Luka Modric of Real Madrid, Mandzukic of Juventus, Perisic of Inter Milan, just to name a few. I really expect a better showing from Croatia in the next game. I, I, I expect a better account of themselves. I think they end Russia's magical run. I'm going with Croatia winning the game 2-0. Pete, what do you think is going to happen in Russia versus Croatia? So, 
yeah, I, I don't think Russia stands a freaking chance, to be honest with you. I think they've been lucky uh, making it this far. I don't feel like they played a lot of really good competition in the group stage. The best team they played in the group stage was Uruguay, and they, and they lost. Okay. So, you know, I feel like now, you know, I mean, they, they made it through to the next round. They did beat Spain. They beat Spain, right. Uh, but they went to penalties. Yes. Correct? Uh, you know, so anything's possible then. You know, think think about it. It's a 50-50 chance per penalty. I think most of these goalies are just, you know, guessing which way to dive. And, you know, literally it's a flip of a coin every time one of these goals gets through. It's not like, you know, playing 90-plus minutes and, you know, you, you, you're seeing every inch of what's happening and reacting to, you know, somebody who's 10, 12, 15, 20 yards out as opposed to this guy who's right in front of your freaking face. Yep. Right? So um so uh so I think you were nice um going 2-0 Croatia. I'm going 4-0. Croatia 4 nothing. They're going to wax them. No Big. shot. Big. No shot. They're done. They're going to leave them but they they they're going to wish they never walked out of that freaking tunnel. <laughs> It'll be 3-0 by halftime. Okay. And they're going to take it easy on them the rest of the way. Bold. Rakatic. Rakatic. Uh, all right. So very interesting. Let's see what happens. Again, we will follow up. We'll see how, how dead on we are or how way off we are. But Oh, you know, Russia's going to win like 7 nothing or some <laughs> crazy shit. That would be crazy. Um, so let's move on to our beer bracket, Pete. What are you pouring for us for, uh, next here? Okay. So we mentioned Spain a couple of times. Uh, so we did. Did you notice I just pulled out my lighter to open this bottle? You did. You did old school style. Yeah, I just had a bottle opener right next to me, and my first reaction was, "Let me grab my lighter." That's horrible. Uh, so we're going with Estrella Dam from Barcelona. Oh yeah. And so, unfortunately, uh, none of the beers that we're about to have are still alive in the tournament. They are not. Uh, but uh, that's but Spain was one of the favorites. Uh, yeah. They did not look good, particularly good at any of the games. One of the best games of the tournament, I would say at this point, the second best game, argue, like either the second or the first, it depends, uh, was the game against Portugal. Uh, yeah. And we matched up Spain and Portugal here for this. And that was 3-3, Cristiano Ronaldo yes. with a hat trick. Um, fantastic player. The oldest player, I think he was the oldest player and the only player in the World Cup to score a hat trick against Spain. Uh, what can you say about Cristiano? I mean, the dude's just—he's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he's one of the best. Uh, just watching him, um, you know, me not being a big soccer fan, but being more into it this year and kind of really trying to analyze the games a little bit more as a sports fan, you kind of saw he stands out a lot more than anybody else on the field or on the pitch, right? And technically, he's at the point where he's past his prime. He's he's in his 30s. He does not look it. Yeah, I mean, he, what are you trying to say? I'm in my 30s. I'm not past my freaking prime. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> his his regimen is, is ridiculous. Uh, he's a great player. And shocking news, he may leave Real Madrid and go to Juventus. They were talking wow. about that today. So Crazy that I have no idea what that means. Uh, but... <laughs> He's changing uh, teams. Right. He's changing teams. There, there's no trades, but there's he, think so, of it all as free agents kind okay. of in the basketball world. Uh but no, he, he I mean he looked he looked great, you know. I mean he he looked like he was trying to do too much on his own, which uh from what I was seeing and hearing, you know, he, like there's really nobody else on the team. I mean, yeah, obviously you have other players on the team, but nobody could come close to him and no. he was trying to take over to kind of do it on his own, which could have been their downfall. Maybe, you know, he could have let other people do what they wanted to do because he seemed to try to be 
taking the ball and trying to do as much as you could with it. But when you're the best player, that's kind of what you should be doing anyway. Um, Not a great supporting cast, but uh, I'll say this, though. One of the top five goals of the tournament was was uh, from Portugal, not named Ronaldo, was Quaresma. Quaresma had a fantastic uh, goal. Um, I think it was the last game of the group stage. He had a really tremendous goal. So, um, yeah, you know, Portugal's gone and Spain is gone, but but uh, but their beer is here. But their beer is here. Let's let's it's here today, and it's going to be here tomorrow. Until Cheers. we drink it all. Cheers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so first off, uh, the aroma. What are you? What are you getting or not getting? Oh man. Um, there's uh, you get a little bit of the hops you, there's a, I get a hint of spice at the end I was gonna say there's there's there, there's a little bit of faint spice that's on the nose there right when literally you take that, it just touched my nose oh god yeah. <laughs> a little bit less lacing than the previous beers there's yeah. not much lacing on no, this no barely beer anything at all it's kind of flat at the top very minimal head on this yeah you know how I feel about minimal head I know yeah get rid of it <laughs> No, but it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all um, right. I mean, do, do you get like slight? I mean, this might be maybe just me, but but very slight, slightest hint of maybe coriander. Maybe I'm confusing it for another spice, but there's some type of spice that's there in the distant, distant background. <sighs> coriander seems to be your go-to spice. Um, I'm I'm getting something at the end there. I mean, maybe not coriander, but but definitely there's there's a pepperiness at the end. Yeah, I was gonna say like a little like a, a, a hint, you know, more of a. More of a not not a black pepper, which is a little bit more potent. I'm going white pepper on this, which is a little bit more faint in the background, and and you get a little bit. Do you get a little bit of yeasty notes mm-hmm. too mixed in there? A little bit of yeastiness. A little definitely. Bit of more, I think I think more than anything, I think that sticks out. Yeah, I think it's the yeast. I think it's, it's the type it of yeast they must use. Yeah. It. Nothing, uh, n- nothing bad, but nothing too exceptional yeah. when it comes to the aroma. I mean, I would say. For me, the aroma is a three eight. Okay. Definitely, you know, I, I'm feeling the, the yeastiness, as you said. Um, the, um, you know, once you said it, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of uh, a bakery smelling some some fresh bread and getting a little hint of of that in the background. Um, I'm going uh, three six with that. Uh, not not bad at all. Just um, you know. I, I'd like to get a little bit more in the front, which I'm not getting. Fair but uh, moving on to uh, appearance, uh, very similar, I feel, to what Croatia and Denmark similar, were offering. Similar, yeah. I that mean, little that yellowish gold hint on the side, more slightly more yellow than gold. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, nothing, nothing too spectacular. Um, yeah, I think you nailed it. It's like a yellowish. Yellowish gold, but like but you ever have like a like anything gold, like a gold chain, but it's you haven't cleaned it in a while. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I I can. Yeah, I I can see that. I could I could certainly see that. Um, nothing too spectacular on the color. What you would expect from the spot from the style, I would go. You know, color three, three, uh, three seven. Three seven. He's going three seven on that. Everybody heard that three seven on the color. Um, I'm, I'm around the same spectrum, but I'm going a little lower. I'm going to go with a three, five on the color. 
Um, you know, nothing spectacular. You know, I mean, I come, coming off of Belgium and France, I think we, we got a little spoiled to so going into this. We did, but we have to separate Belgium yeah, and France. Yeah, no, definitely. That's why we got these guys going up against each other. Um, so now, the moment of truth. Flavor. Flavor. Flav. I'm kicking new flavor in your ear. I'm kicking new flavor in your ear. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. No, I was about to say the same thing, and I think those spices and the yeast comes through even more on the flavor. Mm. I think this is this is this this is a far more flavor packed beer than the appearance would let on. Yeah, definitely shocked me uh, right from the get. Little little um, a little powerful in the beginning. Yeah, but the flavor kind of rides nicely down. It smooths out towards the end. Hits you in the front, and it's nice to you in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, th- th- definitely, that, that, again, that spiciness comes yeah. through. There's, there's a nice, you know. They I, did well with this. There's a nice array of flavors in there. Definitely get that little pepperiness. Def- more in the beginning than I do towards the end. Towards the end, a little silkier. Um I agree. It's a little, little silkier on the end. That the flavor hits you up front, as opposed to some of these beers that we've been having today, where the flavor hits you on the back end. You get most of the flavor up up top. Uh, again, the, the spice is hard, hard to really pinpoint. I like what you said, like the, the white pepper. I get that. Um, let me see. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't have I don't have a bad thing to say about this. If I guess if I want to be super critical, it's that the spiciness. I'm not so sure how balanced it is. I mean, I think this is a good beer, but compared to some of the other beers we're having, I don't think it's as balanced. And it's a little harsh to say because I think this is tasty, and I certainly would would if I saw this at a bar, and depending on what else was there. I, I would go for this. I would I, drink this definitely at a bar. I would definitely drink this at yeah. a bar. And I think this it's, it's a bar, it's a perfect bar beer. It's got more flavor than your average bar beer does. Right, but it's not too overpowering it's where too it might scare people away from it. Yes, it's not too overpowering, not too overwhelming. This could be a good introductory craft beer to a lot of people that really are too used to drinking, you know, those Coronas, Bud Lights, things it, of that nature. Agree. I mean, if I'm going to be super critical, the only thing I would say is that I like the flavors. I like the smell. Uh, the flavor really surprised me. I think the flavor w- was really more pungent. Come on, man. You got to give me a score. Stop with this pussy footing around. I, I think that this beer could have been balanced a little bit better. Okay. Um, but with that said, I'll still give it a four. Wow. Okay. Not bad at all. Um, I, I, I like it. Uh, like we said, I was, I was surprised uh, right off the top. Uh, but no, no bull. I'm I'm going off a four one, definitely a strong a strong four one. If I could have given this a four point one six, I would have. But that scoring is that's not how we do it over here. That's okay, not how we do it. Right. Okay, mouthfeel. So, you know, just from you know taking a couple of sips already. I mean, I I that's why I liked it. You know, it hit me up front, very nice, very strong. I'm a fan of that. I like, I like, you know, I like to feel that kick in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like it was overpowering, but it, it was very surprising. Not 
When you look at the glass, when you look at the bottle, I don't think that's what you expect when you pour this. And um, personally, I'm, I'm going to bring it up at a, at a 4.1 as well. Wow. And, and, yeah. and I'll go back to my earlier comment. I think if you're drinking in a bar, if you're drinking at a regular non-craft beer bar that may have other selections, this is a very good selection. It definitely has that power up front. I, I take a little bit of an opposite perspective from you. I like the power up front. I, I felt almost it was a little too much for what I was expecting. Right. But um, I get it. Still, though, pleasant, pleasant, um, pleasant overall. The mouthfeel, I'd give it a 3 9. 3 9. All right. Not bad. So far, Spain's doing pretty, pretty good. Um, so overall, um, I, I like it. Um, um, like I said, you know, from everything I said before, good, good on the mouth. Uh, the aroma could have been a little bit better, but you, you know, I, I like that. It's like, you know, a lot of people like to smell their beer first. So you're like, oh, you know, this isn't really gonna, gonna pack a punch. It's gonna smell and taste don't line up. No, not at all. And not then all completely. of a sudden it, it, it hits you and you're like, wow, you know, it's, it's a, a bit of a shock. And because of that, I'm, I'm going to go with, um, going three, eight overall. Because I just, you know, I'm a fan. I think 3.8's a fair score for this, and I would also agree. I'm also going to go with the 3.8. I think that, uh, again, just to rehash, smell was, was all right. It was interesting, but the taste and the smell did not align. Taste was far stronger. I felt it could have been a little bit better balanced. I thought it was a little too aggressive for what it was, but all in all, still a solid beer, a beer I would definitely drink again. Not, definitely not going to complain about that. Aggressive is nice in my life. Heyo. Heyo. <laughs> and uh, now we're, we're going to move on to the competitor, um, Portugal. Um, Sagre Cerveja. Um, that's what we're going with. I don't know much about this beer. I have never had this beer, so I'm always excited to have a beer I've never had. I feel like that, that's, for me, that, that's what's been going on for most of the evening. So I've had, I think, one or two of these before. Uh, but most of these are brand new to me. Um, you know, in the beginning of my beer drinking life, wasn't really keen on drinking something I didn't have before. But this is interesting. Yeah, out of the six beers, um, I guess this will be the sixth, the Portuguese beer. I've had three of the six previously. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, Founded in 1940, the brewery. Um, Portuguese beer, as Pete tells me. Uh, Pete picked this up. Shout out to him. Thank you, thank you. Um, and so I a lot of driving to get these beers, guys. You, this is a lot of work. Even though I, I didn't realize that I really have to do as much driving because there was a beer store that was much closer. They actually carried it, but uh, they didn't like to post their stuff on beer menus. Boo. Bastards. So this is another Pilsner, correct? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Here you go. Excited. That's for you. Never had this Pilsner. Never had a Portuguese Pilsner, so... I was surprised. I thought this, this, Portugal is going to be harder to find. Uh, so just for a little backstory, so we were kind of trying to attack uh, beers that we thought may be harder to find in the beginning. We were looking to do a round of 16 show, uh, but it turns out it was a little tougher to find some of these beers than we thought it would be. So we ended up scrapping that idea, and we're going to go to round of eight. And also, if we did a round of 16, we would be very shitty before this was over. So better idea. We're going to get shitty either way. Better move. Let's do it. So, all right, let's let's do it. Let's put do that it. sucker in your nose and let me know what you think. I got a little bit of a, a bready bready maltness. Um, I get it, but a little 
more faint than I did with the Estrella. Uh, you know, now now with it in my mind, I, I get that yeastiness. Um, but nothing else, really. I don't really get many other flavors. I don't get, uh, or you know, other aromas. No spices in there. No. I, I do, do you get a little bit of bready, light I get, bready I got it right away. Right away. That was the one thing that stuck out. Um, but, you know, it's not... It's not overly impressive. There's something else there I can't put my nose on. Yeah. I get the bready yeast in this. There's, yeah, no. There's, there's almost like a. This is gonna sound weird, but there's almost like a milkiness yes. on the smell in the background. Um, you know, right? You, I, I get, get a, it, I, I, a slight hint. More, more of the yeast. More of more of that is coming through at the moment, uh, but not much else really. I'm hoping. That it's going to have a similar outcome to the Estrella where it's going to shock us later well, on. But just going on smell alone, personally, I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go 3-2 on that. And what are you feeling over here? 3-5. Three, 3-5, five. Three, five, okay. All right. Uh, now, just on the look. It's, again, uh, it's kind of piss yellow, yeah. I would say. There's nothing overly attractive about it. This is just a kind of look. It's got that commercial beer look. Yep. Uh, nothing Budweiser-esque. Too, Budweiser-esque. Nothing too spectacular. Decent lacing. Uh, yeah. Not, not too I, much. I think more, more than the Estrella had. The Estrella really barely had anything on the top. Yeah. I mean, as far as appearance, I, I mean, I guess I, get, I, I would give it I would give it a 3.7. All right. I, I'm going to go 3.5 on that one myself. I, similar score I gave to uh, to the Spain beer, Estrella, from Barcelona. Uh, but now, for me, the most important part is we got to taste this sucker. Let's go. Let's do it. Mm. Wow. There's a creaminess there. Hello. Hi. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, hey, the, the, there's there's a, there's a creaminess, there's a creamy mouthfeel. This again surprised me, but, but you know what? That that hint of milkiness in, on it the smell. It comes through on the taste. That that comes through on the taste. There, there, it's it's there. Um, th- there's a pleasant creaminess that is very. It makes this a, a, a unique beer for its style. Yeah, I'm getting that as well. Uh, more now than I did the yeast on the on the aroma. So uh, props to you for catching that. And uh, negative props to me and, and my, my smoking style and not being able to really get it. <laughs> and, and you do get a little bit of breadiness in the yeast on, on the swallow. Mm-hmm. You get it there, too. Honestly. It's a pleasant beer. It's a pleasant beer. And, and uh, the, the aroma and appearance didn't do it many, fla- no many favors. But the all. flavor. Um, it's coming through a lot nicer than I expected. Um, I Personally. I think the Estrella had an edge, uh, but this was shockingly better than I thought it was going to be after uh, we smelled and looked at it. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a 3.9 myself. Uh, it, tastes, it tastes nice, something I would see myself drinking again. I don't think we would be finding Sagres Cerveja anywhere else besides your, you know, beer distributor that might be carrying a different array of beers in different countries. Uh, so if I ever run into you again, my friends, <laughs> I would gladly drink you, and you're going to like it. I guarantee it. 
So what are you thinking for the flavor? I, I like that three nine score. Yeah, I, I, I was I when I looked at it and I smelled it, I was like, okay, this this may not, not be this may not be a big one, but but that nice that that subtleness on the smell really came through for the flavor, and I really I really respect the way it came together. So yeah, I, I think that's a fair fair right. score. I, I like this again. It's it's not a beer that I think you could necessarily session all day, but no. it is a beer. If I saw again. I would I would try it. I would I would definitely try it. It's it because of the creaminess. It doesn't make it like an all-purpose beer like right. some of the other beers we've had. But I, I would go for it again. Tad bit heavier towards the end, from what I've been tasting from the lighter side of the brackets. Um, mouthfeel for me. Um, I I'm getting the creaminess that you spoke of. I'm getting the. I'm getting a little bit higher carbonation than I am for most, uh, similar to what Croatia had to offer with that, which I, uh, you know, it was okay. I liked it. Um, you know, you get a nice array of flavors hit you in a few seconds of tasting the beer. Um, I think Spain did a better job all around. But uh, not bad, and I'm going to go with a 3.8 for that one. You're talking about um, mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. Sorry, you're too busy on, uh, on social media I'm, over there I'm posting social up. media. Yeah, up right that's here. what he does all day, every day. <laughs> uh, uh, where can you find us? At Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow on uh, Instagram, Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow on Facebook, and Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow on uh, Twitter. All right. So back to mouthfeel. How's that feel in your mouth? You haven't heard that one in a while, have yeah, you? That's usually a question I ask, <laughs> but um, I think it's. Um, I mean, again, it's 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 in the mouth. It's velvety. Um, there's a velvety silkness to yep. it. Um, it. It's a bit different than any of the other beers that we've had. So just kind of based on what we're drinking today, that that stands out to me because it was different. Yeah. Not necessarily. It, it it it's a little hard to describe because it's not necessarily better because it's different but it's different which makes it unique which which stands out to my mind okay um i'm gonna go mouthfeel i'm gonna go um hang on let me let me try one, one more, more time one more time three nine three nine all right now overall what do you think overall i think um I think this is a three eight overall to me. Yeah, you know, not impressive color, not too impressive smell. Although again, another one. Go ahead. Although I'm sorry. the aroma, it's impressive when you taste it. Yes. It's not impressive when you smell it by itself because the, the fact that they put it together, uh, I enjoyed it. But it's 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 not a fantastic beer, but it's certainly a beer I would drink again. It's certainly a beer I would recommend people to try. And I never had it before, which is right. cool. But if, yeah. If we were only to go off of the first two, just by look and by smell, I think we may decide to not drink the beer, which would have been an epic mistake. I think it yes. it, it was more pleasant than we expected, uh, with little hints of, of things that you wouldn't expect just from the first two, just from the look right. and just from the, from yeah. the aroma. Sometimes they really just got to put it in their mouth to enjoy it. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people don't think this way. Yeah. Just, that, you need, 
You got to use all your senses. Yeah, you can look at stuff. You can smell it. Yeah. Right? But the second you taste it, changes everything. Everything. Yeah. Game then, changer. Hashtag then, game changer. Hashtag sprung. So on that note, yeah. I'm, I'm going to second that notion. I'm going to 3.8 that up. Perfect. And I think now we're going to uh, pause for a uh, station, identification. station identification. We're going to pawn off our merchandise to you and hope you buy it. And we'll be back with the rest of our round of eight World Cup analysis in our final two beers in the bracket that are going against each other. And then we're going to tally up the scores and let you know who made it to the next round. Yay, yay. See you. I couldn't pull it anymore. And we are back. Extended show today world cup fever full effect and uh the last uh teams going at each other that we need to talk about in the 2018 world cup is sweden versus england now uh ranked 24th in the world coming into the tournament sweden has made the quarterfinals for the first time since 1994 they missed the previous two world cups and they didn't have zlatan ibrahimovic this go around yet they beat the netherlands in qualifying and they want to play off against italy which was kind of a shock and they knocked them out and you know what no one expected them to get out of the group stage and although they lost to germany off a dramatic free kick and stoppage time by my man tony cruz they did make it out. And not only did they make it out, they beat Mexico's ass pretty hard. And uh, they won the group and they avoided uh, Brazil. And they went to the quote-unquote easy side of the bracket and were slight underdogs versus Switzerland. But they handled their business. And um, right now, this is a team that's brimming with confidence. And I emphasize team here because it's a collection of individuals who are truly playing and functioning as a team. There's no superstars here. There's no big household names. It's just a bunch of guys committed to pushing forward committed to the vision and uh they're playing well and they're a tough team for any team in the world to play right now and uh the team that has to play them is england uh england won the cup in 1966 it's the only time they ever won it they beat west germany 4-2 in the final they came into the tournament ranked 12th in the world they're fielding many young household names from the english premier league their manager gareth southgate hoped to rejuvenate the side uh, the media in England can be quite brutal, and uh, the English national team has underperformed historically throughout the recent years, but they came to the tournament into a favorable group. They came with a fresh perspective. Uh, in the group stage, only Belgium was really serious competition, and by the time those two teams played each other, um, they had already advanced. So the game was somewhat meaningless, although England's lost. Again, put them in the so-called weaker bracket, meaning they'd avoid powerhouses like Brazil and France, at least until the final, if indeed they make it that far. Now, they just narrowly avoided being the record holder of most World Cup penalty losses in World Cup history by beating Colombia in a nervy and hotly contested matchup. Next up for them is Sweden. And uh, I'll say this, you know, England is one of my favorite teams. I always, you know, I'm, I'm a Germany guy uh, through in, throughout, but... I like, I like a couple of other teams. England is definitely one of them. Uh, England and Belgium, I like those teams quite a bit. Um, I love the Premier League. I'm a massive Chelsea fan, as you know, Pete. Chelsea all day. All day. All day. And I, you know, I think it, England is, is poised for a massive run to the final here. Uh, their defense has been a bit shaky at times, uh, but they can and should beat Sweden. It's not going to be easy, but I, uh, I think they'll beat Sweden, and then I favor them against either Croatia or Russia. 
Um, and then from there, you know, who knows? In the final, anything can happen. But before we get ahead of ourselves, my pick is England. I pick England to beat Sweden 2-0, and I expect more goals from Harry Kane, the Tottenham superstar. I don't think he's done yet. He's the leading goal scorer in the World Cup right now. I believe he's at six goals currently, and uh, I think that England uh, waxes that Swedish ass and uh, goes on to the final four. Pete, what's your take? What's your pick? Sweden, England. All right, so um, I kind of like what I've seen from both of them. Uh, I think they, they both have potential. I think they could do a lot of damage um, if they're playing at the top of their game because, you know, anything could happen any day of the week. Um, so I'm actually going for uh, England again. Uh, well, I, talk, I spoke about England earlier, uh, that they were one of my favorites um, along with Belgium. And I think we're going to see a, a very tight game, and I think it's going to go to penalties. And yeah. I have I have another uh, – Tie with penalties. I'm going uh, 2-2 with England uh, winning 4-3 with penalties. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You know, penalties have always been the weak spot of England. And, uh, you know, the fact that they went to penalties today and won was was pretty impressive. And uh, I, I either way, I like that you're picking England. I hope England wins. I'm a big fan of England. Um, you know, England, obviously, their league is the Premier League. Again, like I said, that's my favorite league. 108 players from the Premier League are in the, were in the World Cup, 16 of which were from Man City. Boo. Boo. Um, which is, which is, is an impressive thing to say. And obviously, like most of the entire England squad, top to bottom, is in right. the Premier League, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, they looked uh, really good to me throughout the tournament so far. Uh, you know, it looks like they've got one of the, the better players in the tournament. Yeah, H- Harry Kane from Tottenham. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of him when he's in the Premier League, but he is a great player. You know, he's just a natural gifted goal scorer. He actually, when he was a little kid, wanted to be a goalkeeper. Um, and uh, Really? Yeah, he wanted to be a goalkeeper. Good thing that for England that he did, that the coach... Yeah, he chose otherwise. Yeah, the coach was like, you know what, you, you shouldn't be a goalkeeper. But he's just a gifted goal scorer. He knows how to score goals. He's been scoring penalties left and right, too, with this tournament. He's not done yet. He's definitely going to score more. If England wants to move on, he definitely needs to score more. I like his um, partnership up front um, with the two forwards. Um, I... Um, you know, I I like the way England plays. I think they're a little shaky in the defense at times, but I like their odds to get to the final. All right. Well, on that note, uh, we're introducing uh, old speckled, speckled hen, hen. Uh, one of uh, England's finest. Uh, it's a it's a refreshing ale. Uh, but before we get into details about flavors, let's uh let's take a whiff. You know, on the aroma, you get a little bit of bready malts. Yeah, you, you you get almost like a hint, like these were aged in like rum barrels or something. You know, I don't think that's the case, but I but I, 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 I get, get what you're saying. To that, you I know? get what you're saying. You know, if if you ever uh, yeah finish the bottle of rum and and uh, like, but uh, you want you're talking dark rum, get a uh, dark rum yes, and, dark and, rum. And, and and sniff that that bottle towards the end. You, I, I get that as well. And, uh, and you I get, get a lot of maltiness in here, right? Like you get a little bit of a hint of licorice. Yeah, towards the end. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan so far. Uh, nothing overpowering. Nothing really 
a, more balanced than anything with the with the aromas. Nothing really popping out to me personally. Uh, but I'll go four point oh. Four point on the aroma, okay. And um I'm actually I'm right behind you with a with a three nine on the aroma. Good start. Maybe I'm a little I'm a little optimistic because I, I enjoy English football so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um how about no, a, the, I like the color a lot. I like the color too. It's like an amber um the, to me it's this has a little bit more of that caramel, dark caramel color with the amber mixed in. Um It does and, and to it's, set, it's it's a pretty looking beer. It is honestly. It is and to set the stage you're like you know, we're in your apartment. The sun is setting here. The backdrop of the light between the sun setting and the beer—it's very nice. It's there, there's a nice reddish amber hue yeah. to it. Caramel, as you said, I—it's it, a pretty looking beer. Like I—I'm I, almost lost staring at it. You know, I—I I, I enjoy the way this beer looks. I'm gonna give it a four point two. Nice, good score. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of options when it came to England. Um, you know, I almost went with uh, with an ESB. Uh, but I, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. I, I've I've been a, a fan of this beer for a long time. Well, this is one same one one of uh, two beers that I've actually had before. Um, so you know, I, it can't skew me though because it's been a very long time since I've had it. So you know, I'm being reintroduced to this beer for the first time in probably about ten, almost eleven years. Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, but I'm I'm loving the color and uh, I'm gonna. Actually, second your notion. I'm going four two, as well on that one. All right. So now, the moment of truth. Good start for the Lions. Yeah. Huh? So far, let's get a little taste. Flavor. <laughs> Man, I get a, a malted roastiness, a little bit of um. It, it, <laughs> It's a bit of a pleasant burntness. There's a, there's a hint of like a toffee, yeah, toffee burntness to to this beer, but but not not in a, in an unpleasant way, uh, in in a pleasant way for for what's that worth? Um, the maltiness sticks out to me. Um, the burntness I'm getting towards the back, as if they were in the process of making it and let it sit a little too long in the kettle. And it got a little extra roastiness in there. And I feel that at the back end of this. I like it a lot. I, on a second sip, I'm also getting, uh, in addition to the toffee, you know, similar, I'm getting caramel mm. uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, that sweetness. A little bit of that. that I like it. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, like I said, it's been a while since I've had it. But Same here. Um, very pleasant. You know, after years of, of mixing in lots of different craft beers and now coming back to something like this, it, it's it's holding up well against most of the competition from the day and honestly from things I've just had in you know the recent past. So I'm actually going to go with a, a four one just on the uh, the taste alone. And what are you feeling on this? Yeah, you know, like uh, when I first started getting into different types of beers, obviously the first beers I was introduced to was Germany and Belgium. Spoke about that many times on the show. Mm-hmm. But but beyond German and Belgian beers, some of the first beers were English beers. And one of really? the English beers was Old Speckled Hen. So it's got a soft spot. Yeah. 
you know, in my beer drinking career, so to speak. But I think this, like you said, I think you nailed it. I think this still holds up, and I think it holds up pretty well. And I think a 4-1 is a fair score for the okay. flavor. So far, so good. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying it a lot, a lot more than I remembered in the past. Those were more my, my rookie beer drinking days where this may have been a little bit more overpowering than what I was used to drinking and maybe a little more shocking than I was used to. Uh, but this is it's still holding its own. Um, so to go to the mouthfeel, um, I mean... You get, a, you get a roastiness on the mouthfeel. Mm. There's definitely a roastiness. The longer you hold it in your mouth, hints of spice in the background yeah. come through. Um, and I'm getting the yeast towards the end. It's kind of it's kind of pushing through a little more than I would expect with the different flavors that are kind of hitting you in the beginning. You wouldn't expect the yeast to really show up like it is doing. Yeah. Uh, but it's a nice turnaround and it kind of smooths it out um, with with a slight hint of the creaminess uh, that you spoke of earlier. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of creaminess right? there in the background. Mm-hmm. It ends nice, nice, nice smooth finish. You know, it doesn't have that bite like some of these other ones that we've had, which wasn't a bad thing at all. This has it more, I think, in the beginning, in the front end. You get it. You get that hit to the tongue, to the lips. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm gonna just give it a flat four just for the mouthfeel alone. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think I think a yeah. four is, is right on point for this. Okay. And, and then going, going for overall, for me... <sighs> Four one, okay. Pleasant beer, you know. You know, and, and you want to separate experience and and nostalgia. But honestly, the drinking when you're drinking good beers, experience and nostalgia is a big part of it. Right. And because this beer has played a part in my beer adventures uh, and formulating my opinions on beer, that's why I'm going with that score. I, okay. I I, I I enjoy the beer. So for me, um, you know, similar. Similar to what you're saying, it's uh, you know it, it brings me back to a to a time when I really got to know uh, not only just not just craft beer but just beer in general. You know, we were used to drinking certain types of lighter, flavorless types, and um, you know I told you a story earlier. You know, at my old job back in the day, uh, they accidentally were delivered a. a few cases of old speckled hen and they couldn't hold on to it because we couldn't sell it. So they wanted to throw it away. And I asked if I can take it home with me, uh, not even having a clue what it might taste like, uh, just knowing that it was beer and it was something different. And I was just starting out on my, my beer adventures. And I was shocked back then. And I'm shocked now and it still holds up well. And I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'm gonna second your uh, your 4.1. I was gonna go a flat four, but I felt like it deserved a little bit higher of a grade. Put some respect on it. Oh, respectle, respectle, oh. respectle, hen. Okay, so um, you know, as we mentioned, we've we've you know we didn't we didn't drop a show last week. We're doing the uh, extended show right now. The full show was already at an hour and thirty. And uh, we're putting that work in. Always. All day, uh, every day. And we got one final beer to go. And Pete, while you pour that, I'm going to give you some interesting random notes about the World Cup. Okay. Are you ready for this? Let's go. So in Octopus, 
that correctly predicted all of Japan's World Cup results has recently been killed and sent to the dinner table. <laughs> Rabio, a giant Pacific opticus from Hokkaido, was gutted, cleaned, and sent off to the market ahead of a match against Belgium, South China Morning Post reports. Local fisherman Kimio Abe, Rabio's owner, told Japan's Mainchi that he was happy Rabio correctly predicted all three of Japan's group matches, but he thought he'd make more money selling Rabio for food then from his sixth sense. Wow. R.I.P. Rabio. Yo, rest in peace. I wonder how much that would cost at the dinner table. I, I would eat some fucking octopus right now. Mm. Uh, another interesting note, a little bit more serious, and this is kind of crazy when I read this. I, like The major media outlets didn't, didn't pick this up, uh, at least from what I've seen, but Nigeria captain and former Chelsea player Mikel John Obi has revealed he was told his father, Pa Michael Obi, was had been kidnapped hours before he played for the Super Eagles against Argentina on June 26th. The 2-1 defeat proved to be Nigeria's final game at the 2018 World Cup. Mikel explained that he had other matters on his mind. His father, who was subsequently been released, was being held for ransom and being threatened with death. Pa Michael Obi was abducted in southeast Nigeria while on his way to a funeral, and it was tre- and he was treated subsequently in a hospital after being tortured during his week long capture. He was also kidnapped once before in 2011. Wow. Uh, AFP Africa reported the former Chelsea player paid 10 million naira or 21,000 euros to secure his father's release. So, a couple of comments on that. One, what the fuck is wrong with people? Right. That's horrible. Right. Why would they do that? Two, kidnapped twice? That's like, crazy. What the fuck? First of all, what are the chances you get kidnapped once? Kidnapped twice, two times. That's crazy. And then, and then, um, third, um, like, uh, sorry, I just my, my headphone got just fell out. I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> edit, edit. Uh, and third, like twenty one thousand euros. This guy played for Chelsea. He was making millions of dollars. And that's all they got. For what him? are the kidnappers thinking? <laughs> what are you fucking thinking? You can tell they're probably meth heads. They just want to get by. Yeah, they need, they need some. They were like twenty one thousand euros. That's what, like probably like thirty thirty k done. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, if you got to kidnap like, someone on, to get 30K, but I mean, if I'm he played kidnapping for Chelsea. somebody, I'm, I'm asking for millions. Come on. Yeah. I mean, seriously. not like I'm planning on doing that, but no. I mean, just, you know, in no. case it ever happens, if that kind of ever comes up, like, what the hell? Yeah. But I mean, if they were like, I'm not going to give broke. I'm not going to give you a million, I'll give you 30. I mean, you would probably be like, all right, I'll take 30. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm going to take 30K. So um, that's that's just insane and i don't know what the hell is going on in this world now i mean if we look around on a daily basis at things that are happening like we're seeing some random craziness that's happening yeah everywhere in the world you know in new york city and you know every, sure everywhere else so people are out of their minds so just be careful out there because people are losing their shit For but real. you know what we do what we do to get by every day and one thing that helps us is drinking some good ass beer and we and now we are speaking of that. We're moving on to the final beer, final bracket, uh, extended show, our own BTBT round eight. We gave you our predictions for the World Cup, and we're going through our our own personal beer brackets. And now, Pete, what can you tell us about this final beer of the evening? So, <clears throat> just because it was uh, hosted by Mother Russia, nah. We are going to finish off drinking a Russian Imperial Stout from the Baltica Brew Collection. 
in Russia. Uh, this this took some hard work to find. Uh, you know, for those that don't know, we we we, we did some legwork. We uh, you know we drove around some few places. Um, you know, for us, you know, out in Long Island and going deep into Queens, and you know, because Queens is such an eclectic area, and we have so many different types of nationalities around, it really made it easier for us to get our hands on a lot of these beers. And if we had more time, we could have gotten a hand uh, on um, on pretty much all 16, I believe, if we really, you know, all put our effort in and just focused on this nonstop. But, you know, just like you guys out there, we all have jobs and we have lives. And, you know, this was uh, what we ended up with. And honestly, I think we put together a pretty nice, solid group of good beer. And agree. On that note, I mean, and we're ending in a big way, too. Yeah. So, so going back to old Speckled Hen, you know, this bad boy was tasty. Very. Uh, but, you know, she's only uh, hitting you with uh, 5%, right? And now, obviously, we're looking at a Russian Imperial Stout. So, you know, this bad boy's double digits. Well, you know, going back to the Speckled Hen, the if I would have drank that without knowing the ABV, I would have. I would have said it was a bit more yeah. because of because of the flavor mm-hmm. and and how it felt and how it looked. I I wouldn't have guessed five. It's a, it's a bit uh, more sessionable than uh, than you'd expect. Getting that from the beginning, this, a lot of flavor everything. and a lot of a lot of energy into five percent. Yeah, it was very nice, nice, well put together beer. Uh, but now you know, I mean, personally, when when we put this matchup together, I felt like it may have been a little um, unbalanced. You know, possibly, don't. but we'll find out right now. Exactly. Okay, so so let, let's, let's get cut, right into it. Cut the crap. Let's go. Oh, aroma. Cheers. Dos vidania. So definitely malty, malt, chocolatey, dark chocolate. You know, roasted coffee. Yeah, I get a lot, a lot more of the of the chocolate, um, like heavy in the front. Very heavy in the front. The maltiness is there. Yeah, the the chalk, dark chocolate cut definitely comes through. I, I do get a little bit of roasted coffee as well. I haven't gotten the coffee yet. I get it on I think the back I, end. I, I think I may get it more on the taste. Um, but for me, I, I actually... I get like a syrupy sweetness on the yeah. smell too. Oh, man. So... 4-4 um, four, four for me. 4-4. Four, four. I, I was thinking 4-3 on my end. Um Good start. Very good start. Uh, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for, for England so far. Uh, but, you know, it ain't over till it's over, right? Absolutely. It, it, it can go down to the, the 90th minute. We can go to stoppage time and see what happens with this bad boy. Oh, you don't know? Oh, you better ask somebody. So, oh, oh, the appearance on this. You look, you, I mean, you're talking very dark. You, this is definitely something you can't see through. There's no light behind this. You no. could you put it up to the brightest light you can find. You're not going to see anything through this. Very dark, very chocolatey looking. Yeah, th- there's almost like a like a reddish hue towards the back end. Towards yeah, the you back can end. see that. You can see it on the bottom a little bit. Yeah, that like a little little brick red, brick little red, dark, nice at the back end. It's yeah, a, it's a dark looking brew. Uh, I, I would give the color about a four two. I like the color a lot as well. Um, I'm going. I'm gonna go same, same as you. Um, you know, just you know, very. I I just like the darkness in it. You know, not. 
you know. Good song, by the way. Thank in you. The background. Thank you very much. So, uh, what are you giving it? I'm going four two. Four we're, two. we're both we're both gonna give it the same score. I like it, but you know, like I said, we got we always got to taste this just to really determine what's happening. So flavor. Man, that's nice. Yeah. Um, again, velvety, syrupy. Yes. There's a thickness to it, you know, when you're swallowing it. Um, Ayo. Definitely get the dark chocolate. Roasted notes. Yes. I get a little bit of coffee, too. Um, now I'm getting it. I wasn't getting it in the smell. But now, so the chocolate's hitting me in the beginning. That roast, and then the roasted coffee is easing its way in towards the back end, and now it's more pronounced at the at the at the last second. Agree, and I get a little bit of uh, of um, like a hint of light maple syrup as well. You know what? You're 100 percent right. That's that's what the sweetness is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. This is a big boy. Yeah. And I've been looking at the ABV. I mean, you hear Russian right. Imperial style, you know. You know it's going to be heavy. Just tasting it, this is a big boy. I mean, big th- this, 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 like, like you said, that sweetness, getting maple syrup. Like, honestly, like, if I close my eyes when I take a sip, I'm thinking of a, like a chocolatey pancake. Yeah. With some nice syrup poured all over that heavy. bad boy. It's a heavy boy right mm. here. So now, what do you what do you give it on that flavor? What do, what do you what are you thinking on the spectrum right here? Damn, I'm going four four on flavor flavor. I'm liking four, this a lot. Four three for me. Four three. Okay. Damn, that is nice. That it's is heavy. really nice. That's heavy, but shocking. Like tasty though. Yeah, definitely. So mouthfeel. You know what? I don't get a lot. It's not overpowering. It's smoother than you would expect from something that's going to be 10%. So it's, you know, let's, let's give it another whirl in the mouth, right? So I get, I get a little bit in the front, you know, a little, little, little kick in the back. Yeah. I, I get a lot of booziness on the mouth. Yes. A lot of booziness, some of that maple syrup sweetness, yeah. a little bit of the other flavors we discussed, but on the mouthfeel, it's very boozy. It just to me, to me, it it could last longer, but it actually kind of slows down at the end and eases up on you. Less less I, than I would expect from ten percent. Yeah, I mean, obviously, ten percent is going to be an aggressive beer, but the mouthfeel doesn't necessarily align. With the smell and the right. with and, and and the flavor so far, I think this is a good beer. But so far, the mouthfeel has been the least attractive aspect for me. It's very it, boozy on the mouth. You know what? It it reminds me of the first time you take a sip of a barley wine. You get that real heavy alcohol hit in the front. If it's made right, if the barley wine is made right, obviously if anything is made right, it's going to have a certain kick to it. But uh, 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 you know what the flavor is barley wine esque. Esque, yes, it is right. You get it in the front, heavy, and it's kind of just chilling out all the way down the rest of the way. It's not really overpowering you the whole way down, which I like. I like that a lot. You know, I'm a big barley wine fan. Oh well, yeah, correct. So um, for that, I'm really 
I'm liking it, but I'm gonna go. I'm going four. Four one. Four one for me. Mouthfeel for me is a three nine. Three nine. Hey yo. Hey yo. Yeah. It's okay. Just, maybe it's because of the the assortment and the allotment of how the bracket broke out, but I feel mm. like. I hate to say this, but it's almost like offensively boo it's borderline offensively yeah. boozy. Yeah, unnecessary. It doesn't need to be like that. It didn't yeah, they they, they, they could have pulled done, back a little. They could they could have brought up the chocolate more and then kind of killed that just a tad bit. Probably wouldn't have been a ten percenter. Right. But you know, but i I feel like I've I've had stouts before that weren't as overpowering on the mouth. Well, that you know, was still as high. Russian Imperial Stouts, you know that they are going to be a bit on the overpowering right. side. Um, so, what are you feeling overall? What do you think? Oh, man. That, that's. I got to think about this one because honestly, I'm teetering on my score. Yeah, I can see it in your face. I'm, I'm kinda, I don't know if it's all the alcohol we've drank so far or it's just this. I'm. I'm going to give it a little bit more of an optimistic score. Okay. I'll give it a four. Okay. Um, I'm going uh, uh, for, for one. Okay. All I'm right. going for one overall. So now we have officially... We've completed... Completed this bracket. Do we want to take a quick commercial break to bring back the scores? Or do you have those ready? We'll be back. We'll be right, right after back. these messages. Yo. Motherfuckers. Yeah, no, I haven't had a chance to yeah. We're going to break it down. Hey, it's Beard Today, Beard Tomorrow. We are back wrapping up this uh, special edition show, like we said. Uh, we took off last week. We got an extra double dose of dopeness for you guys this week. Hope you guys hung in there. Hope you guys are enjoying what we were talking about. Hit us up. Send us an email, beardtodaybeardtomorrow at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram, beardtodaybeardtomorrow, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Uh, you know, you just want to shoot the shit. Send us some comments, feedback, whatever it is. Let us know. But right now, Pete's about to drop some knowledge about how this BTBT beer cup bracket broke down pete take it away all right so uh, we had some good competition uh throughout this we we had some guys that stood out a lot uh some countries really really brought it uh some not so much uh one in particular which i'm not going to get into the second but we're going to get into that um so looks like uh croatia who uh collectively between uh me and pete Brought home a score of 7.18, which uh, dominated Denmark. Denmark tried its hardest, but unfortunately did not make it to the next round, bringing home a score of 6.16. So Croatia is now moving on to the next round. Um, Next up, we had Belgium versus France. Uh, This was one of the tightest, uh, probably the tightest competitions of the entire event. Uh, Belgium and France really brought their game. Belgium put up a score of 8.54. Sweet. Great score. Next up was France bringing home a score of 8.58. France just squeaks by going to the next round to face Croatia. And the other bracket, we have Spain versus Portugal. Another good matchup. Great battle here. Uh, Portugal with a seven-point score collectively from us. Uh, But Spain came through with a 7.66, squeaking by, moving on to the next round. And finally, England versus Russia. Epic battle here. Uh, Old Speckled Hens 
did its best with an 8.14, but the Imperial Stout from Russia came through at 8.38, putting up the third highest score and moving on to face Portugal in the next round. I'm sorry, Spain in the next round. So what's the bracket for the next round? So on the left side, uh, we're going Spain versus Russia. On the right side, Croatia versus France. And there you have it. So you got our picks for the FIFA World Cup 2018 round of eight. You got our our, uh, picks for what's going down here for our Beer World Cup. And we will be back. We'll be back soon. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hope you guys enjoy July 4th. Special July 4th edition episode of this shit right here. Um, Yeah, man. Happy July 4th. Pete, anything else to say? Guys, just be careful out there. It's going to be a crazy holiday. Don't drink and drive. And if you do, don't let the cops stop you. Hi-oh. See ya.